Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And we're here with episode 110, Behead of the Curve. <laughs> uh, I think this is both the shortest episode that they've put out at 49 minutes and change and the least eventful. I mean, the big thing that they were hyping to happened last week and this week's kind of, okay, I guess we're finishing this fight and, and <laughs> I think... Please tell me I'm going to get this right. Joe was sitting off to the side doing our job making commentary. <laughs> I believe that's what was happening. That's that's our job, Joe. We do the commentary. You're welcome it was to very eventful here. commentary. Oh, yes. You know, I, I got a question here, a technical rules question. Sure, sure. I'm the person to ask for that. Absolutely. <laughs> so when you're a large person uh-huh. and you hurl an item or drop an item or uh-huh. set an item down... It goes from enlarged size back down to normal size. I believe that's how it goes, yes. Okay. So Randolph's head comes off. It would shrink. Yeah, it wouldn't be pumpkin-sized. wasn't? And there yeah. was a description of a pumpkin-sized head rolling around. I mean, pie pumpkins exist. You know, it's kind of like when I say rat. I'm not referring to R-O-U-S's <laughs> when I say rat. Nor am I referring to dire rats or some kind of giant miniature space hamstery rat. I'm just saying rat, and you know that's what it conjures up as rat. When you say pumpkin, <laughs> I don't when conjure up some little itty bitty gourd, you some teeny up the, tiny uh, gourd. Cinderella wagon. Yeah, I'm I'm summoning up that that <laughs> pumpkin that can be turned into Cinderella's coach. Exactly. And what I'm saying is is that when Paul Randolph. Pumpkins. Yeah, exactly. When his uh, <laughs> Randolph's head comes off, rolls around like a large, like a pumpkin. It should have rolled around like a you know a melon, like a cantaloupe or something. Because I mean that would be about the right size. Both orange. Well, that's a good point too. <laughs> I'm trying to stay on theme here. Picked, okay, okay. I just thought it was amusing you picked this, uh, something with the same color. Well, not on the exterior. I, I, They're kind of just a beige on the exterior. Cantaloupes are. Fair. I, I assumed they would have picked something red for all the blood. <laughs> Let's see, a big red ball. Or a medium-sized red ball. Pomegranate? The only thing I can think of is those balls you used to use to play kickball with, or you'd throw against the wall or something like that. I don't even yeah. remember what they called those things. Kickballs? Yeah, you know, because we were so inventive as children. I, yeah, I, I, kick I know. It. I think it's they're actually ball. called kickballs. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I think they're actually. I think that's what they are. Because we used, I used to play in a, a, a kickball league, which was a lot of fun. And like the balls were like they legit said kickball on them. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, but yes, he he died, and the episode basically picks up right where uh, right where that left off. And they're still in combat. They can't really do much about it. So combat just kind of continues. Um, it it it's not. I think I think the entire episode is combat. And it's the shortest one they've ever put out, which is fun. So you know I'm going to be a real good, real good host here. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I'm guessing I, I mean, Elsie is. We could, we could start with Elsie. She's down at this point, right? Yep, yep. And I'm going to say this. I'm throwing this out here, Alex. You are 100% authorized to use the power dice to roll for Elsie. Yes, roll for Elsie's death with the power. Roll dice. for Elsie. All of Elsie's <laughs> rolls using power dice. Yes, anything. That's what I want you Elksy. to do. Not against Elksy. <laughs> there, toast. Your <laughs> dice, your toast dice can be rolled against Elksy. But when Elksy makes her rolls, she should be using power dice. Mm, I know okay. that, that Alex says he doesn't, you know, he feels like he should use it in all cases. Hey, it's okay. You can have one set of dice for Elksy and one set of dice for your GMing madness. Yeah. I mean, if she isn't dead, you know, in the next few episodes, then you'll have had time to hear this and start doing this. And it's totally okay to have, you know, dice for different characters. That's all right. You can do that. You can handle it. You're a big GM now. <laughs> I I don't know if you uh, you noticed in the Discord. I've switched sides. I, I absolutely had noticed. I'm not going to talk about it. It's fine. I found myself rooting for Alex in this episode more than I usually do. And I'm like, maybe I want her to die. But... As as Zeno probably pointed out to me, I don't I don't necessarily care about Elksy's death. I just want death. 
I just want someone something to die. And last week I got satisfaction. I got So so you betrayed me, but it's not personal. <laughs> exactly. It's not personal. No problem. <laughs> Message received. I'm glad we could see eye to eye on this. Well, the way I see it, it's you know, you're looking eye to my musket barrel. <laughs> okay, Manny. Because that's how that's going down. <laughs> sure, sure. That's fine. I just, I found myself rooting for Alex a lot and figured I'd, uh, might Because well what, Alex of... gets no gratification anywhere? He got it last week. I got it last week. I like Well, you death. got it last week. You got gratification, but I don't I think did. anybody else did. I mean, nobody else was rooting for Randolph to be killed. I mean, as I, I recall I Nick saying in the chat, killing one of Joe's characters is like, you know, beating up a special, you know, needs individual or or someone with a, you know, a disability. And then you're, you're pounding on them using that disability against them, which I think is extremely unfair. Joe's play has been just amazing. He has this AP. Really well. I just we, think, uh... you know, Alex is biased and likes killing Joe's characters. That's what I think it is. I think it's a prejudice. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Do we want to speculate on what he's going to make for next week? Uh, yeah, certainly. I think, right. I think. is there anything else in here that's is exciting? I mean, uh, fight-wise. You mean fight Yeah. Well, I would <laughs> be hesitant to say that it was uneventful. I mean, they did just sort of, you know, back and forth, whiff, 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 whiff. I mean, um, for a minute there, it kind of looked like they were, we were going to get a maybe a TPK. I was worried about that. Getting, yeah, it was it was looking pretty bad. Pretty close. Yeah, it was getting pretty bad. When we had a fumble card where Tealith was basically out for a round or more. Oh um, yeah, that uh, that jam that was a mm-hmm. very interesting fumble card. Yes. Yep. And I but, was the the Gallaudet and uh, Taika were or Taika were just you know swing in, and a miss, swing and a miss. Yeah. Ineffective. Uh, just the, the swing and the miss, the swing and the miss. But I did like, I did like how Alex was saying, you know, the way he saw this was just, you know, the back and forth, you know, swipe, dodge, swipe, dodge, block, kind of seeing it not as a, uh, negative, right. If you will, but as a, a positive image. So the, yeah, there's rolling and you're not hitting, but you know, what that is just really, you know, looking like is, is not just, I missed, I missed, and everybody looks all lame missing at each other. No, it's super intense, and they're going in for the kill, and bam, no, that, you know, it's blocked, it's blocked, it's... Yeah. Was it this episode that we had the issue with the rolling and the par- paralysis, or was that last week with Keisha Keese being I uh, think paralyzed? It might have been this time. It might have been this one, because I, I have a note here that says, oh man, clear out the ghouls, clear out the ghouls. Okay, so it was probably this time then. I just, I genuinely couldn't remember if it was last week or this week. Yeah, so Alex, this is something that I did want to mention. Alex does his roles, and he's basically playing against himself here because he's running both Keisha Keish and the monster. So he knows he's getting like six attacks. So he, he rolls three attacks for the first ghoul, three attacks for the next ghoul, and then rolls the damage. And then he rolls like the fort save for the paralysis, but he fails, and that was the very first attack because it was the first bite, which would have changed everything else he would have done, right? Because you're not going to smack a guy with your claws if he's paralyzed in front of you. You're going to coup de grace him if you've got a clean shot at it. So, well, it, yeah, except uh, I don't think in any case they had a coup de grace because it's a full round action. And if you've made no, an attack, you can't have. do a full round action. Well, that's what I'm saying. The first ghoul, no, because he bit him and then he clawed at him. But the first bite paralyzed him. So the second ghoul had oh, his oh, I see. The full second turn. Ghoul. Right. Yeah, well, and- it also it also would have changed, for example, that let's just start with the, the first ghoul. I paralyzed mm-hmm. my first target. I can't commit yeah. a coup de grace, but I could maybe move over to another target or five foot step to get another target. Yeah. Or, you know, I've got multiple people going on. I get the guy paralyzed. I don't need to coup de grace him right now. But now I can yep. move and help. Especially if they've got, you I know, mean, Tycho. Dead, so maybe they're not quite that intelligent. Uh, yeah, it's. I recall ghouls are pretty cunning. Are they? That's I what I recall. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm putting a little too much Lovecrafty and spin on them. But uh, I thought they were. You know, I thought. I mean, their intelligence isn't a, necessarily a big indicator. But you know, I thought right. they were supposed to be cunning undead. Actually, they're not bad. They've got a thirteen int and a fourteen wisdom. 
Yeah. See, that should make them, that should make them in my mind, assess this. And maybe, like I said, not coup de gras, but suddenly go, Oh, I can spin and hit somebody else. Cause this right. guy's paralyzed. Now I can get everybody paralyzed and now I can feast. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Plus if they, if he knew the other guy was right there, he could let him finish him off and then maybe paralyze someone else. So there, there's certainly, there certainly were some more options that could be opened up. I, I think Alex was trying to, uh, to be efficient. Yeah, he was trying to just get it all done, get it out of the way, but it really changes. It does. What it does. He could have done or should have done with the monsters if he had done it in order, which is Yeah, and that's what he should that's it what might be tedious, that's what should but have it happened. is important. Yeah, that's what should have happened, yeah. yeah. I don't know that it would that it would ultimately change it because Teoblith ends up taking out the ghouls. Yes, but anyway if, and but I mean, Kishikish I don't know that it would change the outcome. I mean, Kishikish could very well have been dead. I honestly don't think that's a real strong possibility. He didn't I mean, have much health left, if I remember right. And he he did not, but I don't think in a fight like this that's been as close as it's been that a creature with average intelligence and well above average intelligence, above average wisdom that is this deep in the whispering tyrants hideout is going to be like, hey, bunch of live people, let me throw the whole fight away by just chewing this one guy's face off. I really think, and especially with, is it Taika or Taika? It's Taika, isn't it? Yeah, Taika. With Taika, I really think it's gonna he's going to be more cooperative and be like, hey, he's frozen, next guy. So mm. I really think like, Ghoul 1 freezes Kishikis, he takes some, the damage, and then it's move on to the next person I can paralyze, next thing I can take out. Because it's a it's a big group fight going on. Now, admittedly, if there's no other targets, Tiablith is where they can't get to him. Utrid is, you know, the wall of Uber defense. Yeah, why not? Go kill some people. Yeah. I, but there I, were still I, bodies moving at that point. Yeah. I that just, weren't I Tiablith think and, that, just Tiablith and Utrid. Yeah, but um I didn't know if it was a if it was rounds or if it was days when the person would get up as a ghoul again. But, oh, it's uh, days. Yeah, I it's, think. it's days. So uh, there's no I, don't know. There's, I think I really think that I think you're just, just bloodthirsty. I mean, I think that's what it is. Mm, you're just bloodthirsty. I mean, yes, also that, but I don't see any reason for for the ghouls not to just absolutely take someone out of the fight. Yeah, he's paralyzed, but it doesn't. He's last. out of the fight. When he's paralyzed, he's out of the fight. Right, and if you've got a helpless enemy in front of you, you can take one turn to swing at him kill him and you never have to worry about him again whereas if you just leave him alone but that gives your opponent that gives your mobile opponent a chance to make another attack right whereas so you know here it is i'm one ghoul i'm facing two guys i paralyze a guy yes now that other guy he's back a little bit shooting at me with arrows do i go oh let, i'm gonna take those arrows and i'm gonna kill his buddy because what's that gonna do he's just gonna keep firing arrows at me Right. Or do I close, make a charge, and paralyze the the archer? Now both of them are at my mercy. Slaughter, slaughter. Yeah, I think with above average intelligence, I would have played them as if you if it if they paralyze the guy in front of you, they're gonna kill him, and then they're gonna go after the other guy because they're gonna it's, give it's, their it's, opponent an extra attack that he doesn't need to get. Yeah, I don't really see it that way though. It's more to me. It's more. I get a guarantee. I get a, a guaranteed crit. But he's already that, out of the fight. That's the the whole thing is he's already out of the fight. If they're if they're smart enough to say once he's out of the fight, I want to take the next guy out of the fight, and I'm trying to tear these guys apart. If he's out of the fight, there's no need to go and get him. Again, yeah, like I, I said, I, if if you go, you know, start expanding, then yeah, there maybe there's a reason because I can't get to anybody else. Whatever. I mean, they are evil. I mean, yay. But if I can get to these guys and Uhtred was there, he could. they could get to Uhtred. And right. and there was Elksy was unparalyzed for a she while. She was down, though. She and was Arginus, down at that point. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Arginus was up. I think the next move is you move and paralyze Arginus. And then, you know, you move to help with Uhtred. And if that's like just not happening and Teoblis raining death on you and you can't take Uhtred out, then yeah, go ahead. But I yeah. think it's... I, you know, just to go, oh, he's there. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. He's already out of the fight. The paralysis, how long does paralysis last? It's a D4 plus one round. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I think I would, I would at, not, at, I'd go at, for another paralysis and make, come back for a kill. Come back for the yeah, coup de grace. I, I think I wouldn't I would take, I wouldn't the do the other. Crit that's just, and that, then go after That's because you're bloodthirsty. You're just bloodthirsty. 
You're not being. I mean, maybe, but I. You're think not being tactical. You're being bloodthirsty. No, I think tactically that's the better move. If if it absolutely if it, is not because you're taking you're taking damage. You got to figure you're taking damage that time. I mean, yeah. Tiablis is a great archer. He's going to pound you. Okay, if if my options are a ninety percent chance that I kill this guy and I never have to worry about him again. Yes, he's paralyzed, but if I leave him, he might come back. He might start moving again, and maybe the next guy gets paralyzed too. I I'd rather take the higher percentage of killing this guy, never dealing with him again, and you know taking an extra round of damage possibly, and then moving on before than rather than just okay. So in in the scenario you're setting up, you have guy A, you mm-hmm. got ghoul A, you got guy B, who's the next guy you can get to. Right. You've got who's raining arrows on you, and you're saying I'm gonna take I attack guy A because he's close. He gets paralyzed. I've t- already taken guy B's arrows. Now I'm going to go, let's take those again, because the minimum amount of time this thing can, he can be paralyzed is two rounds, which means it's time for, it's enough time for me to get guy B and take a shot at paralyzing him and come back to womp on guy A again, if I need to, I, I I really think he's there, he's out. That's the way to do it. I mean, the, the other is because the solution is, is you can paralyze them both and then you go back and go pow. You know, you just, you finish yeah. them off. I just don't see it as being a, a it just may be in the way that I'm, I, I'm that's okay. You have the it. ghoul, you have the ghouls fight that way every time against me because I love that because it yeah, means I they're mean, not being smart and it means I can kill them. I don't find that. I don't see that as not being smart though. They're taking, uh, I don't, I every don't time Carol- I've played and a game master's had a ghoul do that. I love it. And we kill that ghoul and we don't lose a PC. Okay. See, I don't, because it's it's a it's a it's a waste to to do that and go for it. It's a waste because you're t- you're guaranteed taking that extra time, and it, there's always a way to get over there and cause trouble and mess it up, and it takes the initiative away from the ghoul. And by initiative, I mean his. You know, he's controlling the fight, passing stuff around, driving the thing, and you got the pieces on their heels. When they get all yeah, that's coup de grom. It's like perfect. That means I know I have another round at least that I'm not even getting attacked. I don't have to worry about paralysis. Let me pour it on. Yeah, I I don't like doing that. I would rather take the higher chance of just absolutely killing the PC or the, the NPC or whoever over a small chance that I paralyze the person. Because if I miss, because my coup de gras is a guaranteed crit. I'm going to hit, and it's going to do a good amount yep, of damage. Yep, you go right you ahead. You, you go right ahead. You do it every time. But if I'm, com- if I'm coming to you... I, I, there's two gates I got to get through. I have to first hit you and then you have to fail the save. So I don't see right, that. But as you're a, missing, a, you're missing the other, the other part of that, which is, okay, I make the save. You miss me. Now I want to move around you to help my friend. Oh, wait, that's right. Now I have to get past your attack of opportunity. I, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Not to mention if you close the distance and I'm an archer, uh, you know, that can be various little idiosyncrasies with the attacks and stuff like that. Or you close the distance and I'm a spellcaster. Or, I mean, all of that stuff gums up PCs just like it gums up bad guys. And you're putting all that pressure on. When you don't close, you give somebody a free shot. And if you're going to give me a free shot, I'll take it every time. That's fair. I just... And I don't... I, I'm going to tell you, I, I've not lost party members that way. So use that strategy. Keep party members alive. I'm all for it. I just, I was misunderstanding how I'd won you over, Toast. So I apologize. Did you win me over? I feel like we're still on the opposite sides of this. Oh, no, I, 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 I think I've won you over. I mean, you, you say you're bloodthirsty, but now I've just, I, we've just seen you're not really bloodthirsty. No, because I would you're, still take the coup de grace. I would still take it. And, and, and you're not going to, you're not going to get him. You're not going to kill him is the thing. You're not going to kill the PC. You're going to give all these free attacks on you that you're not threatening any other PCs. I don't go I, ahead and do it. It's not going to result in PC deaths. And that's just, that's just the thing. Okay. I just, I don't see, I mean, it, uh, I, if, if, if I do enough, it's a crit and you've got to match that with a fort save plus, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it, it doesn't kill somebody. I mean, it's not a guaranteed kill, but like, mm, I still think it's a better, I, I still think it's a better choice to, to take the big hit against somebody and very potentially kill them than to move and attack someone else. I'm I'm looking here at the at the death here looking for the uh looking for the coup de gras. 
right? Because it's a guaranteed crit, and then you're going to take all that damage regardless. You don't get a save against it. And then you have to make a fort save, which I'm pretty sure is equal to the damage that I deal in this crit. And if I do a decent enough damage, you may not even have a chance at making it unless you roll a, a 20, which gives you a 5% chance of living. I'll take that rather than having to go through two gates to get someone else paralyzed. Yeah, I don't it's I don't see it as two gates. It is. I have to hit you and it's not a it, it I don't even yeah. is it a touch attack? I don't think it's but a touch attack. But if you've got a caster, the caster has to step back. Otherwise they got to try and make a roll which is a gate to get their spell. It's and you put pressure on other PCs which means they don't get to act freely and it changes what they use. I I I guess I'm looking in the. I'm trying to find it in the rules. I want to read that there so that we're. Coup de grace is a full round action. You can use a melee weapon to deliver a coup de grace uh, to a helpless opponent. You can use a bow or crossbow provided you are adjacent to the target. You automatically hit and score a critical hit. If the defender survives the damage, he must make a fortitude save DC 10 plus the damage dealt or die. Is it a special attack then? No, it's 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 a rule. It's a basic rule for helpless against helpless defenders. If you right, are right. paralyzed, I'm, I'm trying helpless, to find it. I'm trying to find it, and I'm just not finding the. I'll send it to the you. link. Uh, oh, there we go. All rules and combat modifiers. Got it. Yeah, could be tough. Right. So on a on a crit. But I mean, you know, your the fort save isn't a con save. No. So there's a lot you can deliver on that, and I don't know what is a ghoul hit on a crit. 2d6 plus 2 for the basic ghouls. I don't know if that's what he, if what Alex was using, but for the basic CR1 ghoul, they hit at 1d6 plus 1. So you're looking at 2d6 plus 2, which would give you an average of 9. So you're looking at a, fort, a 19 fort save. And what level are they? They are 13th, 14th, somewhere around there. But okay. I don't think... 13th, I don't 14th think, classes... I mean... Uh, Randolph not was a, an occultist. Was he an occultist? No, that's Teoplan. No, no. He was the, what was he, the a medium? Yeah. All right. So his fort save at 10th level. 10th level. Was he, what, is, what did he say? 13th? 10th? Thir- 13th or 14th. 13th or 14th. I okay. think they're 13th. So it actually doesn't matter for the uh, medium. It's the same value on the fort. Which is? So that's a plus four. I know he had a really strong wisdom, so he's... Let's give him a 20 wisdom and say he's got his wisdom for his fort, though. Isn't con fort? Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Con. So even if he had a 20 con, he gets a plus nine, which gives him a 50-50 shot. Or yeah, a, a, I don't, I think I, a, a I don't know what other, well, I don't know whether, what other modifiers he might have had because he probably didn't have a 20 con. Right. But um, even if he did and had no other modifiers, that gives him a plus nine, which means. And actually, that wasn't who got paralyzed. Who got paralyzed? Kisha Kish. Keisha Keish. Okay, so that I don't know. His, yeah. I don't know what his save would be. I don't either. Because he's a psychopomp, and I forget what kind of psychopomp. I I think you said he was a unique one. Uh, yeah, I think that is the case. But I don't so, know what that would what that means. Yeah, like, I don't know if he's just I, a sort of a reskin of a different one, and they you know did a little, or if they, if they have something specific. I mean, he's he is a very specific one, but I just don't know what they run here. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one he is, uh, but it, it uh, who knows? I mean, it's probably a reasonable guess at that. The other thing is, I don't know if they have any special stuff against death. Shoki Psychopomp, a wooden staff topped with a silver cage containing a ghostly face keeps this grizzled, snail-backed creature upright. That's oh. almost, that's uh, pretty yep, much, yep. Uh, they have a con of 22. Uh, and yes, and it says and a fourth of plus a- nine plus nine so again so if they have a fort of plus nine that gives them a 55 chance percent of passing because they need a 10 because they, they yeah, don't have to I, meet or exceed so i'm i'm telling you it that only depends on uh, what's that how many hit points does a ghoul have hit points. Uh, yeah how many hit points does a ghoul have a ghoul has 13 but again i don't know if he's using the cr1 ghouls okay well that's all we can go off of because i don't recall him saying they were beefed up yeah but yeah, you get a whatever it is, a fifty-five percent chance of killing this psychopomp because he failed his fort save. Paralysis save. Right. I get and a forty-five percent chance then, to kill him. Uh, sorry, forty-five percent chance to kill him. Yeah. To save this para- uh, to to stop this paralysis thing. Or to uh sorry, to kill him. And the alternative is, you know, can my opponents deal thirteen 
hit points or more damage. There's no way these are the 13 hit point thing because they were being hit with arrows for way more than that. I, I would think so, yes. But, so, you know, then that probably means that Kishikish doesn't have just a straight four to plus nine. I doubt but, it. I, I assume he's more beefy than that. I think he's got a better chance. But that also means that they're, to hit, the damage that the ghouls were doing on their damage would also be higher too, which maybe, maybe. We, we really need Alex here. Yeah, no, totally. Let me... I, Again, it, it comes down to, am I going to, if I'm the character, if I'm the, the creature taking advantage of a paralysis situation or some other, I've knocked the, the character out of the combat, you know, is it, am I going to, by ignoring the other active combatants, is this going to cost me? Like, are they going to take me out? And right. that's, that's what you're looking at. If it's guaranteed they're going to take you out, yeah, then you might do it out of spite, you know, but that's what you're balancing against. And I would... I would rather go make an alternate one and go for another paralysis. Hell, you probably shouldn't even have paralyzed Kishikish, to be honest. You got lucky. Yeah, I don't I don't think I think the paralysis was a lucky thing. I think he rolled very low. But again, uh, I just I don't see why you don't take advantage of that because I guarantee you my my chances of getting a my, I do not have a 45% chance to paralyze someone else. What's the DC? The DC, it's a DC 13. Right. But that's, so, again, that's for the, the, the CR1 ghoul, which I highly yeah, I don't think using. I don't think it, I don't know that anything beefs it up. Well, uh, I mean. The stink of a ghast. Gas paralysis even affects that. Lays it on variant ghouls. Larger ghouls. Smaller ghouls. And then there's some unusual ghouls. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't, um. Oh, and then it's got a bunch of other things like an ancient gravedigger, ghoul commander, ghoul creeper. Right. A ghoul stalker. Let me look at that guy. <laughs> what is his DC? Oh, his goes up to a DC 14. I heard someone jump into chat. I did too. I think my message got through. Hoot. Oh, oh, it looks like Alex. Yes. We actually are recording and I we, we're, we're kind of having an argument. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. The paralysis and the you 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 were at the Kishikis being paralyzed with the two ghouls attacking him, right? Oh, okay. So and, and we're we're talking about strategy. How you we're <laughs> attempting how part the the this led up to we were looking at you making all the attack rolls for the ghouls mm-hmm. and the First. damage rolls for the ghouls, mm-hmm. and Before then rolling the Kishikis's paralysis, which yep. if it happens on the first attack. Changes yep. everything you do. Changes right? everything. Yep. Okay, so... And from that, I that's think, where we diverge. Right, because okay. I think... I, I don't know what Kishiki's... Is he just a straight Shoki psychopomp? Is he just straight out of the... He is a Shoki psychopomp, and I've... Uh, maybe given him, him a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he probably has a, a fort save higher than nine. Probably. Okay, the ghouls you're using—they're not the CR one versions, right? I would I would put money that you're not using those. That is correct. However, okay. when you have special attacks uh, from like like a ghoul's disease or paralysis, and you like add class levels onto that, mm-hmm. the DC isn't like so like normally uh, the DC for something like that is usually like. 10 plus half your hit dice plus your charisma modifier or some other modifier. Right. Class levels are usually not taken into account right. when making so, those DCs. So even those if the ghouls, DC is the same. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. So those ghouls, while much more formidable than normal ghouls, their disease and paralysis DCs are not all that much better than a normal ghoul. Okay. Like it could go up if they took a feat for like ability focus or if their charisma went up higher than a normal ghoul. But like besides that, there's really no other way to raise that DC. And that's fine. In this instance, you didn't pass. Kishikis failed. Correct. He got paralyzed. So that we're so we're already there. Okay. What damage are they doing? Like what what you don't uh like average damage that they're gonna do? Because the base ghoul is one d six plus one, and I assume it's much higher yep. than that. Um. Let me see if I can find it. Not that one. Here we go. Okay. Ghoul Flesh Hunters. That's an interesting one. Uh, it'll it'll come up eventually, I think. But yeah, these are uh, they're part of the uh, 
Geb's like secret police force. Oh, that's cool. I do like that. Called Flesh Hunters. Yeah. Okay, so it's what, what was an average goal? What was there? A uh, CR damage? one ghoul does one d six plus one. Okay, it's more than that, but really not by that much. Couple of di- like even if it's three d six plus, it's still one d six. Like oh, it's they're still 1D6. yeah, their bites and claws haven't gotten any dangerous. Like their their modifiers are a little higher. Okay, so even if it was a, a plus four, one d six plus four, you're looking at twelve average. What are we? Our, what are we getting at? What's our? What's okay. the? What's the finish line here? <laughs> I'm sorry. The coup de grace, right? Yes. If you take it, you get an auto crit, which is double damage. Yes. So yes. you are doing it's two d six plus your modifier for a basic ghoul. That's two d six plus two, which gives you an average two d six plus double your modifier. Right. Two d six plus two for the crit. Because okay. it's one d six plus one. 1D6 so you're looking at a, an average roll of nine because two d six averages out at seven. Yep. So you're still looking at the average of seven, but if you've got like a three or a four for your modifiers, so now you're looking at like seven plus maybe six or eight. Okay. So you you've got what you've got a thirteen to fifteen total damage. Okay. Which means the the fort save that you have to hit to not die is either twenty three or twenty five. For the, for the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the plus nine on the basic psychopomp, you really have to roll pretty high to not die. Yes. Okay. Coup de, coup de grace is meant to not be easy to withstand. Exactly. Where Richter and I are, are differing here is he's saying that you've paralyzed Kishikish and he is now out of the fight. He, he is not a threat. Yes. He's saying the ghoul would go to a different target in an attempt to paralyze them as well and i don't think that's the right tactic <laughs> but he's also so caught, but i'm also bl- a little bloodthirsty we've discovered so yeah yeah i see you are yeah so i don't see that wasn't remember. me just calling you names toast this is no, a fact I, about you that you need to own up to <laughs> it's fine i'm i'll own it i am a little bloodthirsty and i'm i enjoy killing pcs and npcs that's fine i'll own that <laughs> it, it blinds you a little bit it does. It might, but I still think it's the better strategy because. So I don't remember what made it into the final cut because there was like it was kind of like a record scratch when Kishikish failed his save to not be paralyzed because I was like, you you rolled a d one hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because like out of habit, I'm just like, all right, this guy's got three attacks. I'm just gonna do three attack rolls because. I'm looking at the attack roll modifiers, and then I'm just going to move to the right, and I'm going to look at my damage modifiers, and I'm going to roll them for any that applied. Right. So, yeah. So, I guess, on one hand, like, <laughs> I, I wanted to kind of commit to... What you'd rolled. What what I rolled, but on the other hand, it was like, I don't know. Okay. Just... So, so I, I guess what I'm kind of hearing is, if you had known that you had the full option of the coup de grace, you would have taken it. So... Was was it the same ghoul? No, there were two ghouls. The two first ghouls. one, the first one, the very That's first right. Bite. I rolled attacks for both ghouls. Yes. So the first ghoul got it. Paralyzed him and hit him twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, if I had just done these attacks in linear order and resolved each one in as they came up, I think the second ghoul would have understood that this threat is neutralized mm-hmm. time to go address another active threat okay so you're gonna take richter's side on this that's fine i'm and not I taking understand. anybody's side that's what richter was arguing for and okay. that's fine <laughs> well i i think there's another element to this as well toast that you're you're missing <laughs> with your that's uh, fair <laughs> blood colored glasses on which is that he said these are flesh stalkers Flesh hunters. F- sorry, flesh hunters. Flesh hunters. And they are Geb's secret police. So they might possibly be interested in questioning these live humans rather than slaughtering them and then waiting whatever it is, like five, six days for them to rise as ghouls, hopefully, and then hope they remember enough about their former life to uh, you know get the information they need since uh, Taika is a grave knight and searching for um, a Razni. 
Arasni, thank you. For some oh, reason, the name that came into my head was Natharlatep, and I was like, that is so not on point here. <laughs> no, that's that's fair, I guess. That's that's a... I don't know the mindset of the ghouls. I was just thinking in, in just... I, I still think in just straight <laughs> tactics, I think if you've got something neutralized, I think it's, it's, a, it's better to try and, you know, go for the others to try and take them, try and <sighs> render them into a useless state. A, a, or I, a shutdown I, state. I still don't know. For agree what with it's it. worth, <laughs> this is what it says under Taika and his Flesh Hunters tactics. Mm-hmm. These enemies scatter to hide in the room's shadows when they hear anyone approach. This applies for the, the room that they Started. initially encountered them in, but I just kind of loosely adapted it for the theater that they fought in. Mm-hmm. They remain hidden for as long as possible, hoping the PCs might discover clues they've missed. This also allows Taika to select a target to observe for his death attack, because Taika is an anti-paladin prestiged into an assassin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this group doesn't engage in conversation and doesn't intend to let any living creatures leave the room. Okay. So I think just kind of a mix of what you guys are saying, like interrogation is definitely not on their immediate priorities list right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, at least in in this moment of him paralyzing Kisha Kish and like their the the top of their list is neutralize all enemies. Right. So neutralize doesn't have to mean dead. Yeah, that is correct. But the like there, if any enemies are left neutralized and alive when the smoke clears, that would, as far as their tactics are concerned, be completely coincidental. Okay. Well, I I think that even depends on the fight, right? If they've got, if they go through their first round of touching everybody and everybody's paralyzed, oh, well, then, you know, yeah. If if the smoke clears. And you've got, you know, one dead person and four paralyzed people. They're going to be like, oh, okay. Uh, we'll talk to them. I, good, I mean, I get they're going to kill them. I get they're going to kill them. And it's, you know, this is yeah. just by making it past the combat. There's not like, oh, you can, you're, you're getting out of this. You're going to survive. I get that. Right. But it's, it's just not, it's also not explicitly stated anywhere. Like the flesh hunters attempt to paralyze their victims with the goal of interrogating them for later. Like it doesn't, no, I, I get it. Like there's nothing it. like I'm, that. I'm, I'm reading but they're more certainly into capable it. of adapting like, like one yeah, step and I'm at reading a time more into it based on the fact that the grave knights have been sent out to bring back a Razni. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a grave knight and I get a hold, I can somehow capture someone alive so I can question them when I'm trying to find a Razni. Mm-hmm. That's my, you know, overall goal. Because mm-hmm. otherwise the Grave Knights wouldn't be here, right? Maybe. You know, I'd be like, oh, hey, this, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's see if this guy will tell me anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I follow all that. I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm reading a little more into it along the lines of the story as it's been presented so far. And now that I have you, <laughs> you won't have to wait to listen to hear this. Okay. Alex, you have my permission <laughs> to use the power dice to roll on behalf of Elksy. Elksy can use the power dice. You can use them for her, okay? I know you have some stuff about if you use them one, you got to use them. You use the toast dice for all your other GMing stuff. Yeah. Give Elksy the power dice. She needs a fighting chance. That is assuming she's, you know, still alive. Well, thank you for spending some time with us. You're welcome. I I always cherish it. Me too. I, I do have a question, and I just want clarification. Yes. Back to the ghouls and the coup de grace. Of course. Do you think it's a better idea to kill the, the character or to attempt to paralyze someone else? Because you have a guaranteed hit that's a guaranteed crit with a very high chance of killing them. Or yep. you have a low chance of potentially paralyzing someone else. I think... Because uh, the second one, you have to get through two gates. you got to hit and they have to fail. Yeah. So contrary to popular belief... My goal is never to kill any of the characters. So I'm just bloodthirsty. And God. <laughs> uh, so the only time that I would go out of my way to have a character, to have an NPC coup de grace or otherwise like continue, like just going out of his way 
to try to kill a helpless PC mm-hmm. or like important NPC would be if there was a a real in-world reason for that specific NPC to do that. Okay. If the group was fighting a bunch if they, if they were like going after a bunch of serial killers who were like just fucking crazy and all they cared about was killing and somebody was unconscious i'd be like this this guy friggin loves killing watch him do it and yeah he would do it or if they were fighting someone with like a real vendetta against one of the pcs or all of them or whatever and he was like now's my fucking chance like yeah that's another time i would do it but if it's just our side versus your side, last man standing, go. Like, there's little reason for somebody to be like, well, instead of trying to conti- instead of trying to take out more hit points from an active threat, I'm going to spend my entire turn killing this person who is already essentially out of the fight. <sighs> okay, I I understand where you're coming from, and I understand that that's. Uh, I, I guess maybe a more valid strategy. I just, I don't see why you wouldn't take the big hit. <laughs> Cause not, maybe not for... you specifically. I mean, like, I don't see why s- someone wouldn't just yeah. take the big hit. It's like, uh... I maybe if like we were at the, like the tail end of a campaign and nobody had died once. And I was like, just to fucking do it. Maybe I will. Maybe I would. I don't know. But I think I've already killed so many PCs, and I don't like killing PCs. Right. That, and I know Kish Kish isn't a PC, but like he's part of the party, and like, and for like other people, like your preference, like that's totally fine, and like a lot of people really get into that, and it's totally fine. It's just not my style. Okay. But so, and I, I'm sure this <laughs> this whole thing won't stop everybody from insisting that. uh I want to or should just kill either a PC or an NPC already, even though I just did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Let's let's take a breath, Zeno. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Well, I've learned a little bit about myself tonight. Blood-soaked toast. Oh God. <laughs> yep. So we have we are officially twenty minutes longer than the actual episode. So that's fun. Well, that nice. just means you'll have good stuff to edit and really make it, you know, pop. Oh, I'm putting this whole banter between the two of you af- as the after thing, because that's hilarious. <laughs> nice. So our after thing is going to be like 30 minutes long? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. Perfect. Because it's not episode related, it, but it is related. And I love it. And I wouldn't cut anything but the silences, except for the one that we, the one that we needed. The punctuated <laughs> silence? Yes. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Sounds good to me. Well, thank you for coming on, Alex. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. You can find us and players like Alex on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And I'm the GM Alex. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Listen, about the power dice. What's wrong with the power dice? I don't have them anymore. How do you not have them? Some, some, someone came and took them from me. You are a liar. It's, it's, it, it is. I sent you know, a case to enclose them in for safety. Yeah, yeah the case is gone too. This guy was a freaking maniac. You should have seen the look in his eyes. It's, oh, it's, you're dirty, it's man. In. Dirty. No, no, no. We have it. We have it on recording. It, it all happened. Somebody and took your Are dice you away joke? from you, and you yeah. did not throw down and take them out? I mean, look. I mean, I, the, the reasons I go berserk and kill people is you messed with my kids, you touched my dice. I mean, right there. If, no, I, if that's I, not I, how I it you. ranks, I mean. I hear you, but you, sh- you should have seen this guy. Like, I, I don't know, man. It was. You're, you're, I, I you're don't believe you. To... I can't believe you're throwing away the gifts that I have given you. I, if you're letting people come steal on them now. from you. No. Don't do me like that. Oh. I'm, I'm I, I put... Okay. I look, even got another pin up, for you. I put up as big of a fight as I could. You got another pin coming, darn you. Do I really? 
Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. The guy didn't seem well, interested not in anymore. my... In... You don't keep them. Hey, no. You don't value hey, them enough. The guy was not interested in my pin. Which have just you wanted confirmed my power you dice. still have? I know I still have it. It's just trapped in laundry limbo right now. Right, except Nick seemed to show it off. No, that was the pic. He sent that picture when he first received it from you in the mail before I came and took it from his house. And that then was the somehow, same picture. Somehow now a guy comes in and takes the power dice. You don't have them. So now what? You need more power dice? I mean, I wouldn't say no to more power dice, but I mean, I just want you to know that this guy seemed to have a nose for him and he might come back. Did, did uh-huh. Matt take your power dice away from you? I wish it was Matt. I know where that guy lives. Oh, this is such a load of shit. Such a load of crap. <laughs> oh, Trying come to on. mess with me here. How, how can you... It's me. How do you not believe me? <laughs> really? You can ask that question with a, a semi-straight face? When have I ever... You can't see my face. I can and hear if you your could, tone of voice, it would be Mr. 100% straight. When have I ever lied to you? Oh, don't, don't, don't go there, because you have. <laughs> when? You absolutely have. When have I lied to you? When there's been things you've known were coming and I was not aware of them because you that's, know, that's what got recorded. Okay. Welcome to showbiz, baby. <laughs> hey, I'm just this saying. This is different. I'm just saying. You asked when I told you. I that would, wasn't that lying. I considered that one. That is absolutely lying. You did not tell me the truth. It might. Now, is may- it justifiable? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Possibly. NDA. Yeah. Hey, I'm there. But, you know, it's still not telling me the truth. It doesn't change okay. that fact. That's Fine. all I'm saying. Fine. We'll we'll go with this twisted version of not telling the truth that you're spinning for us. Twisted. That is a completely twisted. different That is a completely different thing from lie from deception, from lying, from telling a non-truth. Not telling the truth and telling a non-truth are two different things. And if you've ever been under a zone of truth spell before, you would know the difference. And go ahead and hit me with one of those, baby. <laughs> what? Zone of uh, truth? Yeah. You can't handle the truth. Oh, my God. Now we're just memeing. <laughs> I'm not memeing. <laughs> you, you quote. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'm throwing that out there because that's a good line, mister. That's why. You know, I mean, it's I'm an something Aaron of a memer myself. It's obviously a good line. <laughs> oh. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm amused. I can't believe you, you lost my together. power dice. I can't believe that. That 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 hurts. That hits me right in the it right in the feels. Listen, hold on. <laughs> look, it, it's I, I'm still I'm still under the NDA. Uh, there's, my hands are tied. Let me look up the episode number, and I'll tell you when we get to it. You tell me what I should have done about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so you're hyping us up for another episode. Right, right. <laughs> like last time, where he hyped us up, hyped us up. Big things I are don't... happening, and and you know, oh. Here's here's another one that comes to mind since we're talking about the hype for 109. Yeah, sure. I talked to Toast, the the resident rules expert in in Dyson Salt, <laughs> and uh, you know when an enlarged the the recipient of an enlarged person spell sets an item down or throws an item or something like that, it returns to normal size. That is true. So the description of Randolph's head as a pumpkin rolling mm-hmm. along. Yeah. Well, was, I, I think was I, inaccurate. It should have been, you know, a cantaloupe yeah. rolling along. You know, you're right. And I think I went back on that. I, I reckon that anyway for for a different reason. But yeah. All right. 113. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Guess we're getting close then. Yeah. Apparently we're going to find out, you know, how this this happened that, you know, my my gift to uh, Alex <laughs> You know, which, you know, first got misused and then I got all blamed for, you know, I got PC all blamed. What are you talking about? Fatality. You got all blamed. <laughs> I got, all, I got blamed all blamed that Thelias died. And then I got all blamed by you. Kills two characters. And is anybody torch and pitchforking that? No. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is the king of dishing it out and can't take it back. What are you talking about? I yeah. dish all the time and take all the time. No, 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 no. I don't blame anybody for anything. Uh huh. I never blamed you for Thelias's death. That didn't stop you from guilt tripping me, sending me a frickin' prison for your dice. 
<laughs> hey, I had to. I pointed out very clearly in the, the audio record, oh my God, they're so powerful. I shouldn't use them. Roll them again. Oh my God, they're far more powerful than ever. No one should use these anymore. Roll them again. Hear all this blaming he's doing, Toast? <laughs> oh. oh, Toast is just laughing her ass off, that's all. I love when you two get together. It's, the truth it is funny. Me. <laughs> we have a good time. He's just, he's just, he's always been bitter about, uh, you know, the whole Nessie story arc. He included it. How is oh, that I'm bitter? sorry. Do you want me to, do you want me to scrap it now that you've actually <laughs> had a hand in the plot of this campaign? Yeah. How is that bitter? He, he's, huh? Don't, was... don't you remember his, his stuff up to it? He's just, you know, and even when he it put it in, he's like, yeah, he just wore me down. That is not what I said. <laughs> I think you're just overly negative here, Richter. I think he's dishing it out and can't take it back. Oh, right. Because, you know, what are the things that Inspired Incompetence has given me that I've lost? That's right, folks. There's no sound <laughs> being made because I have all the stuff Inspired Incompetence has given me. Yeah, memories. <laughs> Beautiful memories, and I've kept them all. Haven't forgotten any of them. Yeah, that's because some guy can't kick the door down and take them from you. <laughs> hey. We play a game with, with, you know, mind flayers and all kinds of other stuff. It's easy to imagine that someone could break in, drug me up, and take some of my memories away. I guess. It's a lot harder to actually do it, though. Well, how would you know? What is going on here? Because we live in the real world, Richter. I know. I understand that. And apparently your real world has, you know... Guys that break into your home and go fanatical and crazy about dice. I happen to Listen, look it I, up. That's not a thing. There the is no is crime in- ever recorded about, oh my God, this guy stole in, came into my house with wild eyes and stole all my D6s. The proof's in the pudding. Listen to 113 uh-huh. with an empty stomach because there's a lot of it. Grab a spoon. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's a lot of a lot of I'll, shit to eat. I'll from save that the skin one. Yeah. for you. Uh-huh. <laughs>